the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today, we're going to be talking about the challenging topic of pornography within the church. We have a special guest with us today named Gwen Bragg, and she will be talking to you about how she and her husband walked through this very journey and how they overcame. You don't want to miss this here at The Christian View. We'll be right back. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Oh, right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. <laughs> because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. Christian View. What a great audience we have. Thank you all for being here today. And thank you at home for watching. This is The Christian View. We take today's hot topics and weigh it against God's Word because God does have a view and He has a view for you. You know, Trudy, we just got picked up by um, a couple of new radio stations. So now, okay. not only can you watch us on TV, you can listen to us by podcast or through the radio. So um, I just know that God, He wants His Word out and He wants His Word out more today, more than ever. Um, before we get into our hot topic, I want to share who is around the table with me today. I have the beautiful Trudy Davis. Thank you for being here. Pastor Lee Adams, thank you for being here. Lee is our anchor. And I have the beautiful Deborah Ross. So thank you, Deborah, for coming in from out of town to be with us today. I appreciate it. Um, today's hot topic is one that is not talked about as much as it should. Um, it's, it's a topic that, when it is brought up, it shames a lot of people. You know, but God is not a, he's not the author of shame, nor is he the author of condemnation. And so when we talk about things, it's in order to bring it to light so that you can walk in freedom. So if you are struggling with this topic, know that you're not alone for one thing. Know that God loves you no matter what. And also know that there is freedom and that there is hope. Um, So you must be wondering what the topic is. It is on pornography and pornography within the church and within our our U.S. I'm going to give some statistics real quick, Trudy. Um, It says more than 40 million Americans visit regularly a porn site. I I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, 40 million. And then over 42 million, there's over 42 million porn websites, which totals 370 million pages of porn. That's just, that is just crazy. And then the revenue with the porn industry is more than the NFL, NBA, and MLB combined, or ABC, CBS, or NBC combined. I mean, it, they're, uh, it's, it's an industry that is making loads and loads and loads of money, but it's imprisoning loads and loads and loads of people. Mm-hmm. So, Trudy, let's just talk about it. You know, our society, it's infiltrating our society, but let's talk about it within the church, porn within the church. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, talking about the statistics of the, the revenue from porn, you know, greed is the root of all evil, right? and so we know that. Mm-hmm. But, to your point, um, 68% of of church men and more than 50% of pastors view porn
born on a regular right. basis. Which is so, uh, which is so amazing, but not really. Right. And you know, for me, this topic triggers so many negative emotions because I personally have been affected by the by pornography, and interestingly, it's been Christians in in every right, incident. Right. That, so you know, we know it's real in the Christian community, but there are two men named Steve Arterburn and Fred. Uh, yeah, Fred. Stoker, right. they wrote a book called Every Man's Battle. And I prayed so much about like, what would be an effective thing to say during the segment on pornography. And so I was l- reading the book and again, brought a lot of really bad emotions. But one thing they said that really stuck out for me was that sexual Im- Purity isn't like a tumor growing wild within us. We treat it that way when we pray and focus on deliverance and we plead for someone to come and remove it. But actually, sexual impurity is a series of bad decisions on our part. Now, not that that not that's not a, we're not right. going down the shame road right? because no, I think it's not. so good what they said. Yeah. They said a, a, as a result of immature character and deliverance won't won't deliver you into maturity. The hard work has to be done. And lastly, they say. Holiness isn't a nebulous thing. It's a series of right choices. You'll be holy when you choose not to sin, which we have to practice that in so many ways mm-hmm. anyway. And, but you're, and I love this part. You're already free from the power of sexual yes. immorality, but you're not yet free from the habit mm-hmm. of sexual immorality. So I was like, that is so powerful until you choose to be. And it's just like, um, it's so empowering because it's just like 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has right. overtaken you except what is common to man. But God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out. And I feel like that information was the way out. It's one day at a time, one step at a time, realizing you have the power to overcome. And I think too, I think Deborah, it's, 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 it's being honest. It's being honest with, you know, our children are are watching porn now. And if we don't, if we're not honest about it, it's going to enslave the younger generation more than it's enslaving the generation today. And so, therefore, we've got to talk about it. And, again, it's not shame, guilt, or condemnation. Mm -hmm. It's going to bring freedom to the body of Christ. But I read a statistic where only 7%. 7% of churches even have a program or have any type of understanding of how to help someone come out of that mm-hmm. addiction. Yeah. Well, we've got to have hard conversations. And, right. you know, my, my children are grown now, but I can remember, you know, when they were teenagers having those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. I mean, you know, they're like, oh, mom, really, you know, whatever. But you have to talk about these things. And I think now more than ever, we've got to really screen what our children exactly. yes. watch. You know, you can't just you can't just say, okay, well, go watch television or even you can't even say go watch cartoons. Mm-mm. I mean, you've got to really, really pay attention because the enemy is coming in like a flood yes. from all angles. And so he's we, coming after our children. He's coming, he's coming after, after our, our children. children. Yes. My son, um, he's 15, and he had a birthday party at his house. And a couple of days later, we found out that one of his friends that he brought over was showing all the boys porn. So we did. We had to have a, sit, a conversation. And then I reached out to the youth pastor at the church. I'm like, can you have a conversation with him? Because coming from an outside source versus mom and dad will we'll speak volumes as well and I'm sure you've experienced some of that in your counseling Lee yeah I mean and kids are it's like now it's so um it's so accessible right. for kids to be able to get to it, you know, with smartphones, internet, and parents a lot of times don't know, you know, how to set the guards on different things or to set the filters so that kids can get into different areas. And then we have to realize we're not the only influence in the life of our kids. Right, right. So like you said, you have someone over and then here, you know, you've worked so hard to not expose them to this and right. then all of a sudden yes. they're exposed. And the enemy's tricky. All he wants is just a little opening to get mm-hmm. in. 
Exactly. You know, and then before you know it, he's taking down a gateway of the wrong. Exactly. Stay with us. We'll be right back with a, with a pastor's wife who actually took a stance again and wrote an amazing book and is sharing her story and their story, which is bringing hope and healing to those involved with addiction of pornography. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Christian View. We're talking today about pornography and specifically pornography within the church. And I have with me my dear friend Gwen. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me today. We met a couple of weeks ago at a coffee shop and your story was just so amazing. I was like, your story just needs to be told mm-hmm. and it needs to be told so that healing can take place. So you've written a book. It's called The Ugly Truth. And the it's Beautiful Ugly The Beautiful Ugly Truth. Thank you. The Beautiful Ugly Truth. And it's the pastor's, a pastor's wife's courageous journey through betrayal and pornography. Mm. I think it's just, it's just a powerful, a powerful title. So let's start with your journey. Oh, I know that's a, that's a, that's a mouthful, but let's start with your journey. So I will say now Mark and I will celebrate 30 years of marriage this December. Congratulations. So we're very excited about the redemptive story that we have to tell, but it wasn't always redemptive. So, um, at year 17 in our marriage, Mm -hmm. um, I was married to the pastor, right? And he was present in the home, but he was just emotionally absent, right? And so, for several years, I asked, like, "How are we? Mm-hmm. How are we doing?" Right. And um, his answer was, "We're fine." So, honestly, with all the "we're fines," I thought I was going crazy, right? Because you knew something in your spirit that something wasn't right. Yes. So I call it my spidey senses were up on yeah. up on edge. Mm-hmm. And I just kept praying and kept asking the Holy Spirit to reveal. Um, I went on a um, Daniel fast and was in my prayer closet and just asking God for help. Right. And I didn't ask once. I had asked for about five years. Mm-hmm. You know, like something's disconnected. Right. Were you growing kind of weary during those those um, those five years? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. I actually ended up in licensed mental health counseling, okay. which I am a advocate for. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of anxiety because it my ground just felt shaky. Right. And so, um, if you read any of my journal entries, it was Lord heal my marriage. Right. Lord heal my marriage. And so we were probably five years into the disconnect Mm -hmm. and um the lord brought to me a passage in mark 4 22 that says whatever's hidden i'm going to bring it to light whatever's in darkness i'm going to reveal and i had hope for the first like five years like he heard me right right (laughs) yes yay yeah but I didn't know what I was, what he was getting ready to reveal in the path that we were going to walk and through. And if you were ready to, to really hear what he was going to reveal. It was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was tough. But I, fortunately, God had set me up with some incredible women by mm-hmm. my side. Um, and I was in counseling. And our licensed mental health counselor just happened to be a Christian. Right. And she just walked me through every step. And so I remember the day that... I had searched for evidence. Right. Because you knew something was was going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what took us to counseling was betrayal. And then the layers became, started to come off. And so there we were sitting in the counseling office and my heart was shattered. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but the truth was finally coming out. And you felt a little relieved when you finally started hearing the truth? Mm, Or did you not want to hear the truth, you know? I mean, sometimes we don't want to hear the truth because the truth could be too painful. It was was very painful. But the only way to walk in healing and to walk in wholeness is being willing to walk through the pain of the moment. And sometimes um, nobody instinctively likes pain. Oh, gosh, yes, no. So we instinctively push it down. Right. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Um, But when when the truth started to come out and we started to make our way through the layers of what we were dealing with um it was just i want to say it was a relief right but it was painful it was painful one thing you said earlier was that there's power in the silence mark says it often Mm -hmm. the secret to pornography or, or the power of pornography is in the in silence. silence. Okay. So, or in the secret, you right. know. And so the power had uh, a hook in him because it was a secret. Right. Like nobody knows. And who was he going to tell? He was the pastor. Right. So. Um, he, he had an image to uphold, as did you as the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then when, when the house of card tumbles... Um, then you, then God meets you in that place Mm -hmm. and he says, if you'll allow me, I'll heal you. Right. And so, um, we just became an open book for one another and, um, God just started doing what God does best if we let him, if we let, I think that's it. If we let him and we surrender everything to him. So, so tell me about the title of the book, the, the beautiful, ugly truth. Well, (laughs) <laughs> the truth can sometimes be really, really ugly. Right. Um, and we walked through that. Um, but the redemptive part of it was what made it beautiful. And so um, tomorrow will be a year since I signed the publishing contract. Which is great. One thing about Gwen, when I was talking to her at Starbucks, she's like, I had no idea I was going to write a book. I was just journaling and journaling because that was your healing. And then one day you had all this, all these journaling pages and you, the Lord just said, this is your book. And it became the bestseller, a bestseller on Amazon. Is that crazy? It's so just, Ephesians 3.20 says he'll do exceedingly abundantly yeah. above than we can ask or think. Mm-hmm. So for me, this story, our book, and Amazon, and bestseller, uh, it's the or think. Right. Um, because yes. God has taken it now, even being a part of the Christian view, mm-hmm. and allowing our story to go out. Um, because I have a lot of secret conversations with ladies. With hurting women. Hurting women. Like, how did you do it? How did you rebuild trust? How did you get through this? Right. You know, and it was one step at a time. And I think that is so great because people need to know that there is freedom against pornography. There's freedom against any addiction. And that's the power and the love of Jesus Christ. We'll be right back with more on pornography here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Christian View. We are talking today about pornography. Pornography mainly within the church. And I had my dear friend Gwen with me. We just did an interview. Um, She wrote this beautiful book, The Beautiful Ugly Truth. I would encourage everyone to get this book. It is a, I think everyone should just read it so that we are... um, 
we know what's going on in, in the world. Um, but we've talked about pornography, pornography in the church. We had a great mm-hmm. interview with you. So, Deborah, let's just move forward and talk about how we heal. You know, we don't want to ever make anyone ever feel shamed or in condemnation, but we do want to bring healing. And that's why we talk about these topics is so that we can bring healing. So let's talk about how we heal from pornography. Okay. Well, I'd like to address both both the offended and the offender. Okay. offender, okay? So I'll start with the offended. So, um, well, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to realize that we have to forgive. It's a commandment. Right. Um, it's not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Jesus said that if we don't forgive others, then he doesn't forgive us of our right. trespasses. And, you know, and the way I look at it, because I've been through a similar situation, is that, you know, um, I, I saw myself and what God has forgiven me of and, mm-hmm. and my past life before I became a born again, spirit filled Christian. Right. You know, and, and so if God can do that in me, you know, he can do it in others. And, and who am I to hold, you know, someone in slavery for the rest of their life right. for their sins? Because we've all sinned and fallen exactly. short of the glory of God. So that's, that's one is yeah. we have to forgive. The other thing is, you know, I always tell people um, that they need to start rehearsing the promise instead of the problem. Right. So what happens is when we get offended, oftentimes this recording, this movie goes in our head and we imagine the worst. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's already bad enough as it is, but we imagine even worse than what it already is. And then, and and we just keep rolling it over and over and over. And so, and then I so oftentimes find women speaking of it over and over and over and over. It's like they're broken records, you know, and I'm like, you need to be rehearsing the promise and speaking the promise instead of the problem. Right. You know, I've heard your story once. You don't need to keep, and I'm not saying your testimony. I'm talking about when people are complaining. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a difference in testimony and complaining. A testimony gives glory to God. Complaining gives glory to right, the devil. Right. <laughs> so, so we need to rehearse the promise and not the problem. And then for me, um, what I had to do is I had to say, Lord, take me up to the high place because I was so hurt. My heart was so broken. Right. You know, God, take me up to the high place and help me to see this from your perspective because it's too heavy for me. Right. I'm under the burden of this and I feel like it's going to crush me. Right. So I had to, to see it from God's perspective. And then for the offender, you know, um, like Joseph, I mean, you've got to learn to run. You've got to learn to get out of Dodge, run. You know, if, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Now let's think about that about it this way. If your computer offends you, throw it out. Right. If your phone offends you, toss it out. If the magazine offends you, burn it out. Whatever you've got to do, get it out of there. Right. Take those small steps, one mm. step at a time. Sometimes we can't jump all in. Sometimes we're called to jump all in. Yes. But sometimes we take those those small steps, those baby steps. You know. And, yeah. and when you were talking about how you, what your, your first step that you took for healing, do you want to share that? Well, it was um, getting into counseling, obviously. It was, and, and bringing it to light. Right. Um, and having to forgive. That was most important. I was commanded to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really brought us healing was Mark started owning the fact that he did it. Right. And I'm sorry I did this to you. So me willing to forgive, him owning it. Uh, it was very helpful in the process. Um, there was one tough day where he really bared his soul. Right. Um, and I had to leave. It was just so painful. So I walked around the block and walked around the block. And mm-hmm. our counselor called us. And I thought Mark had called her. Right. And um, she said, no. She said, I'll be honest. The Holy Spirit told me to call you. And I was like, right now in this yeah. moment when all... Everything had just mm-hmm. hit the fan. 
And she said, I'm not saying today, I'm not saying tomorrow, I'm not saying next week, but you've asked for the truth. And Mark has finally given you the Mm -hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. So you need to give him a safe place to land. I just land. love that. A wow. safe place yes. to land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so our pastors are are called by God, um, but they're men. that n- Their wives need to give them a safe place to land. Right. Yeah. And one thing we were talking about before we went on set was when, when, it, when, a, when a man is addicted to porn, it's not because he doesn't love his no. spouse. Mm-hmm. It's an addiction. Right. And... and the pastor didn't start watching porn at 30, 40 years old. Right. Statistics say that kids are 11 years old yes. when they're first introduced so to porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mm-hmm. average age is 11. Mm-hmm. Wow. And by the time they're 14, they say 94% of right. kids have seen porn. And it's not just a boy thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Girls are being right. exposed yes. yeah, to right. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they say, I was reading statistically, it says that they only stay on the website, and you probably know this better than I do, just a couple of minutes. Like yep. they're, they're on and they're off. They're on mm-hmm. and they're off. Mm-hmm. But that's what draws, draws them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. And with the statistics that you quoted earlier, mm-hmm. Trudy, about um, ha- th- millions of websites, 470 yes. websites. Mm-hmm. It's like almost nauseating right. because yes. it's, it's a Goliath it's a force. Yes. 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 Um, mm-hmm. But we know that King David took Amen. Goliath down. And so yeah. in worship and in seeking God yeah. and, and getting counsel, you can walk in freedom in this. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, and I will say it here, mm-hmm. my husband is the strongest mm-hmm. man I know. Yeah. He's he's allowed this to come forth and to talk right. about it. And he says the power of it, you know, the secrecy was, the power of it was in the right. secret. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you expose it and you can talk about it and we can have conversations and we're not nauseated anymore to have right. conversations. You know, we, we were blessed with two boys. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I remember when our oldest son brought us a little video game. And he brought it to Mark and I when he was like 13, 14 years old. And he goes, I don't make good decisions with this. Mm. Mm. Wow. So it's powerful. Um, we took it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think what you said about the power is in the secret. And yes. I think, Lee, a lot of we're ashamed to talk about it. Yes, you know, are. if you mm-hmm. only knew what I, my inner struggles, if you only yes. knew. And that's a lie from the enemy because mm-hmm. he knows if we stay silent, yes. we'll stay in bondage. And he wants to keep us in bondage because he wants us to, he wants people to continue to have those mental simulations and get off track. You know, the word tells us that the lust of the eye, you know, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And, you know, when the eye gate is so strong that when it comes in, what we allow to filtrate us. And if we don't get a handle on it, it leads to sin. And then when sin cometh forth, it bringeth forth death. And that's the ultimate thing that the enemy wants to steal from us, you know, Mm -hmm. and take our kids. But it is really hard, as you were saying, a lot of times give kids this safe place. There's not a whole lot of places for right. therapy or counseling. Not a whole lot of people trained in it, especially right. to help children. Right. I, I agree. You know, and one thing I read that was very helpful was to have an accountability partner. And I know men are big on that, but for any of us, just to have that accountability partner so right. we're not right. talking yes. about it all the time, whatever we all need, prayer and accountability. Right. Exactly. I think it's really yeah. Exactly. There is freedom in Christ. Yes. There is freedom yes. in Christ. We'll be right back with more here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Christian
Christian View. We've had a great discussion today about pornography, specifically pornography in the church and with our pastors. I want to make sure you get this website before we close. It's reconnectinglives.org, um, and it's the it's a book called The Beautiful Ugly Truth. And I want you to, guys, just to, if you're out there and you're struggling, know that there is help and there is freedom in Jesus Christ. Don't go through this alone. There is freedom. We'll see you next time here on The Christian View. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.